Hello, and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 228. I'm Kip Clark, and joining me in the studio today, we have a returning guest, Dan Farina. It's nice to be back, Kip. And today, Dan, prompted by a dinner conversation you and I had rather recently, we're going to be talking about what it means to be truthful. And as you astutely remarked in preparation for this, it would be wise of us to contextualize why this is a valuable question to ask and what the potential benefits are of considering what it means to be truthful. Broadly speaking, I've got two primary reasons why I think it's essential to be truthful, Kip. The first reason concerns one's relationship to other people. What is the opposite of being truthful? The opposite of being truthful is living a life consisting of lies. What are you doing when you lie? Let's take, for example, a very insecure person who constantly presents themselves to others as brimming with confidence. When you interact with others consistently in that way, you present to others a person that doesn't align with your inner reality. Therefore, over time, all the feedback that you'll receive from others will be based off of that false reality. None of the information that you'll get from others, then, will actually be relevant to who you really are. And so as you interact day-to-day with various people, yourself will be hermetically sealed within the shell that you've constructed. This leads to a form of stasis. We need to learn from other people what it is that we ought to change, how our values and ways of being might potentially be updated. But so long as others can't see who we really are, that is, what we really believe and what we're really feeling, they can't help us to figure out what it is that we ought to change about ourselves. And so that inner self persists across time, untouched. And that's fine so long as that hidden self is perfect. That is to say, the beliefs and values and ways of being of that inner person are pristine, are properly adapted to reality. But what are the odds that that is the case? All of us are flawed, limited persons. And so we need the input of others. We need active engagement with the environment in order to constantly change and improve ourselves. Lies prevent that information from getting in and interacting with what we really are. The truth creates a direct channel between other people's feedback and what we are at the deepest level so that we can form ourselves in the light of reason and social contact. Moreover, this form of insulated being is incredibly lonely. As other people interact with the gleaming mask, the facade that you present to them, and you know that that's not really you, any praise that they give or any affection that they show washes over you, and you can't truly feel it because it's not truly for you. You are alone then, and you are static. For that reason, being truthful is incredibly important. Quickly, I'll discuss the second reason, and this reason has to do with the self-relationship. Let's say you're a person who profoundly values self-sufficiency. Emotions like sadness and anger and shame present to you as intolerable. If you choose when those emotions inevitably arise in situations to ignore the fact that they're coming up, to tell those emotions, go away, if you refuse to hear the thoughts that they create, then eventually you'll lose contact with those parts of yourself altogether. Oftentimes people in the most profound emotional distress come to characterize themselves as numb. I think this numbness is largely a form of self-alienation that one develops over time by pushing away those parts of oneself that one doesn't want to hear, doesn't want to make contact with. And that's fully understandable because contact with such parts is incredibly painful. But insofar as we make ourselves numb, 
We lose the affective bridge that connects us with reality, that shows us what's meaningful around us. So when we lie and say we're not feeling what we are feeling, even inside the context of our own psyches, we become split within and split from the world around us. There were phrases you used in your first point that really affected me, specifically the phrasing of sealing yourself and the shell you've constructed. I would agree that being false in your outward behavior or even your inward reflection is a result of personal forces, but at the same time, when I heard you say shell you've constructed, my mind immediately said, well, sometimes there are other people who build upon the shells that we initially craft. In your example of an insecure person manifesting confidence, other people won't know what you're internally feeling, so they are likely going to react to your confidence, as you said, and if they're decent people, they may even build upon and encourage the confidence they might suspect is genuine. And so inadvertently, they're burying you deeper and deeper below the surface because you were the first one to break ground on that burial, so to speak. And what I really love about this topic are the countless connections it reveals. I think being truthful is a personal act and a way of living, but it clearly has interpersonal aspects, as you pointed out. And I was thinking, in preparation for this, that truthfulness, in a lot of ways, behaves like electromagnetism, and that you may be drawn towards the truth and truthful behavior even if you never actually touch it yourself. I believe it's far more common in our world to move towards the truth and seek it than to actually reach it. And similarly, in an electromagnetic sense, if certain poles are flipped, I think there are a lot of forces pushing us away from the truth. Whether these forces are insecure people who don't want us to know how they truly perceive themselves, corrupt governments that don't want citizens to know what's going on, or even a far more innocent and less consequential case, a film editor toying with footage to construct a certain narrative out of what was recorded. And to bridge to another idea that's held my attention in recent weeks, I've wondered a lot if you can be fundamentally truthful even in dishonest times. I think that being truthful is largely a product of actions, but intentions are relevant as well. And if you're constantly questioning the narratives you're being told, or asking questions and trying to pin down reality by its delicate, powerful wings, I think you're being truthful. But let's face it, a lot of people don't want the truth to come to light because, as countless people have said before you and I, the truth hurts. It can be unpleasant. It can force us to confront things we don't want to confront. And so I wonder, as I often worry that ours is not a society built upon or championing truth, how we relate to it, and if dishonest times make all of us a little bit less truthful with one another and ourselves. I would say that living in dishonest times certainly does make it more difficult to be truthful, and I would say even more difficult to know whether you're being truthful. In a perfectly truthful society, one could use others' reactions to oneself in order to gauge whether one is being truthful. All of the rewards would come down when you were being truthful, and when you were being false, others would punish you socially. You wouldn't need to develop an internal register for what it looks like to be truthful. However, as you've said, we live in a world where both individuals and collectives have motivations apart from truth, and sometimes antithetical to truth. And in such a world, there'll be counter-incentives to being truthful. I think all of us have had the experience of telling someone something that they didn't want to hear, and being cut off or upbraided for our good deed. 
But I think there is a way in a somewhat dishonest world of trying to become a more truthful person. Three rules of thumb come to mind. The first one is don't lie. It's pretty hard to know what being truthful looks like, especially if we include in the idea of truthful, truthfully expressing emotions as well as just beliefs. But it's relatively clear what constitutes an overt lie, and avoiding those is a good start down the path to being more truthful. A second rule of thumb is listen to your body. There's a feeling of weakness that comes from the self-betrayal of lying. When you speak something that's not deeply rooted in your soul or in your emotional center, if you prefer that language, there's an embodied sense of shakiness, of doubt or wrongness that you can come to be attuned to if you're looking for it. Conversely, there's a sense of alignment, a sense of strength and solid composition that comes with speaking the truth, even in situations where that truth is punished. Thirdly, I would say, be open to trial and error as a means of discovering how to become more truthful. We don't know what we believe until we try to say it, until we put it out in the social world and fight for it and see what happens. We don't necessarily know what we're feeling until we express and watch ourselves and hear what others have to say. So put yourself out there and see what happens. Notice what's going on in your body and don't lie. And over time, I think you can start to cultivate an internal register for being truthful. To your remark about putting yourself out there, I entirely agree and would add that there will be experiences you, the individual, have or may have already had where you feel something is true, share it with others, and they don't fully understand and maybe even shoot it down. And while I think that can be a route to truth where others correct you, there are also times where your personal truth is so particular and so cultivated by your own language that others won't understand it. And I worry that all too often, we presume that the disapproval of others is this sacred and omniscient voice telling us, well, the majority doesn't see it as truthful, therefore, it cannot be the case. And I think it's a bit more gray than that. And Dan, I don't think you were implying such a black and white. And your point about trial and error really illuminates, if you'll permit me this phrasing, a central truth behind what we're discussing, that it isn't going to be immediate or easy. I look at our culture often and think, we certainly prize instant gratification and surface-level evidence to a high degree. Does that make us less attuned to truth or even less patient for the truth that takes years, maybe even decades, to reveal itself to us? I hope not, but evidence I see suggests that we're not doing ourselves many favors when it comes to being truthful. To your comment on impatience, I've noticed that in my personal quest to become more truthful, impatience has proved to be an impediment. Especially on the emotional side of things, being truthful is really subtle. I don't think it means going into every situation and telling whoever you're with everything that's on your mind and spilling out every feeling. That type of total self-revelation isn't going to do you any favors in your social life. And in many contexts, it's simply not effective. For example, let's say you're a therapist, and you go into a session thinking, it's time for me to practice being entirely truthful. And you spend the whole hour telling your client everything that's going on in your mind and everything that you're feeling. Clearly, context matters. And that's part of what I was trying to get at with the trial and error piece earlier. Because I think being truthful looks very different in different relationships and in different roles. Perhaps there's a place for preamble and small talk and building up a shared vocabulary before you get too deep and dark. And also, I wanted to put a quick asterisk on what I said earlier about not lying. 
I'm not promoting Immanuel Kant's position that lying is morally insupportable in any situation. I think lying can sometimes be appropriate. However, until you have sufficient wisdom in a given domain, I think not lying is an important rule of thumb. I'm grateful that you've turned attention towards the conditional, because this prompt to many could seem like an absolute. I'm someone who believes that as often as you can, you should try to be truthful, but I have to agree with your excellent point that the truth does look different in different relationships and roles. And if you live by a truthful dialect, so to speak, I think you'll find yourself able to code switch in those different relationships and roles. And I also think that has to come from an honest relationship with yourself first and foremost. And that's the largest obstacle, arguably the one that takes the longest to overcome. And many people spend decades, if not the entirety of their lives, understanding what their personal truths mean. And we've been talking a lot about verbal truths, but I also think that truthfulness is the most powerful human phenomenon between or among people. And to experience truth is to align yourself with the tides and currents of reality. I think about bandmates on the same wavelength, actors in the same moment of beautiful fiction, teammates or lovers who are coordinating in silent unity. There's something profound about feeling truthful in a moment, as if no other reality would make sense for your current circumstances, and that you are at peace with, or in concert with, the things going on around you. In some recent social events, when I've hugged friends goodbye, I've felt not only loved and appreciated by them, but truthful to an extent, and probably because this topic was on my mind. And that's something I hope a lot of people experience, because to feel truth is like a warm embrace of the world we live in, and I think that's really special. Yeah, in these truthful moments where you feel a deep sense of meaning enlivening you and tethering you to everything around you, when you feel a sort of everythingness lingering in the particular space, I think there's a common action that leads up to such moments. And it looks to me like a leap of faith, a decision to jump outside of yourself into some sort of unknown. For example, in moments of intimacy between two people, oftentimes someone is willing to be more vulnerable than they have before, to reveal something that they've been hiding, that they were scared would not be received well by the other person. And when they stride forth into that unknown, into that space of possibility, and they're received lovingly, both people experience a sense of deeper connection. I think in general, being truthful requires faith. To tell the truth across the board, even when you're not sure it'll garner you an advantage, even if you're not sure how the audience is going to react, requires a deep, embodied conviction that the truth will lead you where you ought to go, that true speech brings a person to a better space. One can give a practical rationale for this faith, saying as scientists tend to, that more information gives you a better chance of making accurate predictions and appropriate decisions. But ultimately, when we tell the truth and leap into the unknown, into someone else's arms, or into a new way of seeing things, we can't be certain whether the new world we come into contact with will be better than the previous world, or more easy to work with. So faith must rest at the bottom of such decisions. And the beautiful, meaningful moments you describe justify that faith, at least to me. And as we can only explore so much in a single conversation about such a massive topic, what would you like the audience to consider after listening to our discussion? We've talked a lot about truthfulness in this podcast, 
but we haven't clearly defined it. I'd like the audience to think for themselves how truthfulness relates to authenticity, to honesty, and even to happiness and meaning. Where does each of these concepts begin and end, and how do they all interact with each other? And here's a bonus philosophical question relating to truth more broadly. What kinds of evidence direct us to the truth of reality beyond us? Just empirical scientific evidence? What about our emotions and experiences? What about intuition and individual reason? I'm curious what all of you think about that. On your remark about truthfulness and authenticity, I would distinguish being truthful from being honest. While they might literally mean the same or similar things, I think honesty is an interpersonal trait and truthfulness is a more personal aspect. And lastly, I'd want to know when you feel most truthful. And is that something you hold on to or a highway from which you quickly try to exit? What's your relationship to those moments of feeling most truthful? And of course, Dan, I'd like to thank you for coming on and sharing your honest and I suspect truthful thoughts today. Thank you, Kip. It's certainly a work in progress. But of course, as always, we want this to be a conversation among, not simply a conversation between. Ours are only two voices, so we'd really love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can also email us via strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show as well as supporting us on Patreon, where in exchange for your support, you'll receive exclusive perks like bonus episodes. And as always, we thank you very much for listening. And from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark signing off.